Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Bill Gunter of 107.5, the fan covering South Carolina basketball and all athletics. And Bill, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I actually did not think about it until you just said it. I did have LSU on a money line parlay on Saturday, so I was a little surprised by that outcome. So I'm glad I'm on in Arkansas today to truly express my feelings about the Razorbacks. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say you probably want some revenge or something like that after that game on Saturday, man. And, you know, with South Carolina, I'll be honest, you know, there's a lot of SEC basketball going on, and Arkansas and South Carolina obviously face each other every single year. Uh, but as far as what the expectation was, as far as what people thought about the South Carolina basketball program, they're sitting at 10-6, and 1-3 in conference play. Is this about the way that fans expected the season to go? Are they better? Are they worse? What's kind of the feel right now for South Carolina? You know, yeah, even now we don't have a good feel. Unfortunately, it's a it's been a Frank Martin team in which there's been a lot of turnover when you talk about seven newcomers to this team. Um Five, well, I guess state newcomers, five transfers, three freshmen um, that have come in and, and made impacts on this program. And then you had uh, two guys that were kind of expected to be the backbone of the program in Jermaine Cousinard and, and Keyshawn Bryant, who really struggled, um, but neither really put forth a good performance. Both of them really had back-to-back bad performances, to be honest, going back to, to last week against Tennessee. And um, so it's a team that we're still trying to figure out, Frank says that they're supposed to be one of his better shooting teams. You've seen that in spurts, but uh, you look at the you look at the box score from Saturday against Florida. This isn't a team that attacks the rim. Shot just five free throws against Florida, and four of them or three of them came from the center of Wilden Levesque, and uh, the other two came from Jermaine Cousinard. So going into into year ten, and Frank Martin with the turnover that he had last year was kind of the anomaly. They went six and fifteen. In the, in the COVID year, and, and it was just a very strange season all the way around. A lot of people didn't know what to expect. And uh, unfortunately, I think at 10 and 6, they're kind of on pace for what Frank Martin tends to do here every year, which is right around 16 and 13, 17 and 14, and, and be right around 500 in conference. Because of the turnover that happened, is this team built mainly through the transfer portal, or is, is it because of uh, bringing in new players from the high school ranks? Yeah, mainly, uh, so you'll see tonight James Reese and Eric Stevenson, which which oddly, again, have kind of become the foundation of this program. Uh, James Reese coming from North Texas, actually was from here in Columbia and initially went to Buffalo and played for Nate Oates before transferring to North Texas and, and then coming back home. And Eric Stevenson, another two-time transfer, started at Wichita State and went to Washington and is now at South Carolina. A.J. Wilson is another transfer that they've brought in as uh, a guy to help Chico Carter Jr. is a guard out of Murray State uh, that, that actually led the team in scoring on, on Saturday. He's another Columbia local kid that uh, that they brought back home to replace some guards lost. So you had those four in particular that are helping out, and then you had three true freshmen. Devin Carter has kind of been the uh, maybe the most exciting, the one people get most excited about a guard, a top 100 guard, the son of Anthony Carter, the, the former NBA player and coach down in, in Miami with the Heat. And then you've had another young man who really is a single point guard duties, Jacoby Wright. Uh, and Taquan Woodley was a, a post player who I've liked so far. I've been kind of impressed with They got him uh, after he decommitted from Penn State. So, again, you know, four and three there. When you talk about who's kind of helping the program, it, it's just it's the way Frank Martin's programs are kind of built, to be honest. 
Now, Bill, obviously with uh, Frank Martin's type team, he's been around the college basketball a long time. People kind of know exactly the type of coach and the type of teams that he will have. But as far as, like, the one thing that this South Carolina team does really well that the Razorbacks are going to have to make sure uh, they keep South Carolina uh, doing, what, what would you say is the biggest strength and the thing that they do the best as a basketball team? They rebound. I mean, they had 21 offensive rebounds against Florida on, on Saturday. They they the crazy stat. I was actually talking about it on our morning show um, because I've, I've come up in the basketball industry doing scouting for ESPN and the 24-7 sports and knew a lot of these guys. South Carolina had 76 shots. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this stat. I know Arkansas played fast eight. South Carolina took 76 shots on Saturday. Florida took 49, and South Carolina lost by eight. Had 21 offensive rebounds, uh, and and still Florida had more second-chance points. But the team rebounds. They're going to be physical. Um, Arkansas will be – they're going to feel tomorrow morning the, the hot tub and the cold tub will be used uh, pretty well by the Arkansas players after this game. But other than that, South Carolina is a very streaky shooting team. They've not really shot the ball well away from home. Uh, Saturday they only had nine turnovers, but they're averaging, I think, right around 21 or 22 turnovers per game. They can be a turnover machine at times. Uh, you know, Offensively, they lack uh, a break-you-down type point guard or break-you-down type wing that can just take it when the shot clock gets around six or seven and make a play. It's, it's an offensively challenged team. They're going to rebound, and, and they're going to make you feel every every basket around the boards. So Frank Martin is a veteran coach, well-respected around college basketball. But like you mentioned, this is the typical South Carolina basketball team under Frank Martin. At some point, expectations, you know, they expect to to win. And uh, they have been to the NCAA tournament and had some success when they got there. But what's what's kind of the view from the fan standpoint and how they feel about Frank Martin? You know, it's... Um, they're fed up, and I, and I hate that. Uh, I think the world of Frank Martin, and, and I think he is a terrific basketball coach. And unfortunately, you know his his demeanor, his sideline demeanor, you know, does play a role in that. Um, South Carolina's basketball history, guys. I'm 39 years old. I've seen you know four NCAA tournament victories, and they all came in one year. Um, I, I think I'm, I think I've seen five NCAA tournament appearances in 39 years of living. I, I talked to Frank when he first got here, and we were kind of cutting up about recruiting. And he said, you know, most places you go, most schools you go to, at least you can look at the mom or the father of the recruit and say, hey, you remember when we won an NCAA tournament? He said, you know, I'm trying to recruit these kids, and some of these parents have never seen South Carolina win an NCAA tournament victory. He said, at least football coaches could go to some parents and say, hey, you remember when we won that bowl game in 95 or we did this in 2000? At least the parents might remember. You know, there was parents that had never seen seen South Carolina win a uh, – uh, an NCAA tournament game since the 70s, since the early 70s. And so South Carolina's history has not been that strong. Unfortunately, it is one of the better runs for South Carolina that they've had in their history over a, an extended period of time up until last year. But as most fan bases who start to spend a lot of money and, and see other teams doing well, they want that success. They want to see their team playing at least the first weekend in March and try and get to the second week in March. And, and when you get 10 years of this, it, it does start the way it, it'd be hard pressed to say that South Carolina has not given Frank Martin plenty of time to to integrate his system, obviously recruit and, and build something a little more consistent. We're speaking with uh, Bill Gunter, the co-host of the early game on 107.5, the game out of South Carolina here on Out of Bounds. Uh, you know, something that to piggyback off that previous question too is, is South. I don't know much about South Carolina basketball as far as facilities, as far as recruiting base, and all those things go, but. Uh, say if they decided to to move on from Frank Martin or eventually uh, go a different direction with the coaching, 
it are they set up at South Carolina to be a successful basketball program? Like, are, are the fans hungry for a basketball, a really good competitive basketball program? Like, how's the setup of if they got a new coach in there, uh, him being able to turn it around and make South Carolina uh, really respectable in the basketball ranks? I, I think it's one of the toughest jobs. Well, I don't think. I, I uh, When I was doing recruiting with ESPN, I would go to different uh, AAU events, and I got to know a lot of really good coaches, a lot of really good guys that are still in the profession. And, and it, it's viewed by many as the, one of the most difficult jobs in the country. Um, obviously, for in-state players, like I say, a Zion Williamson, right now there's a young man right here, uh, 15 minutes from campus, is a top-20 recruit, G.G. Jackson, who's a, Six nine six ten forward. He took an official visit to North Carolina last weekend. He's going to Duke this weekend. You know, kids around here they they see North Carolina, they see Duke, and and it's hard. If those if those schools get involved, ACC schools get involved, it's it's really difficult. And so, you know, it's hard to keep prep school players home. The facilities are okay. They're they're not going to stand out. There's nothing that you point to and say we've got you beat in that area. Um, it, it's a tough tough basketball job. South Carolina's administration with basketball has done. We could spend, you know, not not that Arkansas cares about South Carolina basketball. We could spend an hour talking about all really dumb decisions South Carolina has made over the last 40 years in basketball uh, in terms of trying to make hires or doing this or doing that. And it's just a program that, that guys, I mean, I, at times I compare it to a Kansas football-type program. You might have a year or two of success here or there, but it, 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 the, the administrative support, the financial support, the arena's 18,000 feet, and, you know, you might get 9,000 in there, and that's a great crowd, but it looks empty. And it, it's a very, very difficult job, and, and that would be shown again. If they, I will say, for whatever reason, South Carolina's been able to hire some good names. Eddie Fogler back in the 90s, at least Dave Odom was well-known, and shoot Frank Martin certainly had a reputation uh, as a solid coach, but for whatever reason, success has been hard to come by. It's an interesting program, and we know about the support of the football team. The fans are going to be there regardless of what's happening. But as far as uh, college sports, they're built on rivalries altogether. Who is South Carolina's biggest rival in basketball in conference that you would say? Because, you know, outside of conference probably would be Clemson because they're in state. But in conference, who's their biggest rival? They don't have one. I mean, in the SEC, they don't have one. There's just, you know, when South Carolina's been, there was a couple of years there with Florida. Uh, you had some really good games against Florida, and 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 again, something I shouldn't put them down too much. I'm I'm down on the program right now. I like to be successful, but um, you know they just Georgia stinks right now in basketball, and that's always been a natural rivalry. But Georgia's Georgia's awful. Um, I guess I guess there's been some issues with Missouri over the last few years and other sports that has led South Carolina fans just to, to not like Missouri. But in terms of say someone where where people circle that game and go, oh man, all right, we you know. Win or lose, we're going to be at that game because we can't lose it. There, there's not a single team. There's not a. There's not one of the 13 other teams in South Carolina says, "Oh yeah, we we need to be there." South Carolina fans say, "Yeah, we need to be there and show up and let's go make sure we don't lose that one." No, I think everybody can join you on the whole not liking Missouri. I don't know anybody that likes Missouri, so I think that it's that's a, that's a universal rivalry uh, with everybody in college athletics too. And, and the thing is, though, is that with uh, with Arkansas and obviously South Carolina playing Arkansas. Uh, this uh, tonight, we know last year when Arkansas went to Columbia, it was one of Arkansas's best performances as far as three-point shooting all season long, really uh, from the get-go beat up on South Carolina. Going into this game, though, what do you make of this Razorback basketball team and, and the job that Eric Musselman's do- done so far this year for the Razorbacks? 
I mean, I, you know, if you ask me again, I, I think they're a little disappointing. What was it? How high did they get? Did they get into the top ten, or were they at ten? Is that as high they as num- they got? Num- number eight in the country was the highest they got. Okay, they did get to number number eight. We were December. We were going to a bowl game around here, and people couldn't believe it, given what we thought would happen in August. So nobody even noticed there was basketball going on. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I knew that. You know, obviously a very athletic team, which I, it, to me tonight is a bad matchup. Southbound does not fare well. You look at what Auburn was able to do. You look at what uh, Tennessee, with their athleticism and length, was able to do. And I think Arkansas is up there. Uh, and, and, again, kind of jokingly, I, I did. I, I've watched a lot of LSU. I hate to say this. I know Will Wade pretty well from his time when he was in this state at, at Clemson um, and and being a graduate assistant up there. So I always follow his teams. And so I thought Arkansas obviously had, had underachieved a little bit this year. But there's it's not for a lack of athleticism. It's not for a lack of uh, I, to be honest with you, I've not paid enough attention to what exactly their downfall has just been this year and, and why they've kind of fallen out of the top 25. But obviously what they showed on Saturday in a 65-58 win, the defense ability is there. Everything's there for them to be a sweet 16 team and, and be on the cusp of making a run in the NCAA tournament. Well, as far as the matchup tonight, uh, you said that South Carolina doesn't match up well. So what is it that concerns you that Arkansas does well that is just uh, to a disadvantage to South Carolina? You look at the defensive athleticism, South Carolina, again, I think it was 22 or 23 turnovers. I forget the exact number on on last week against Tennessee. And, and I don't know how much basketball with Florida you guys have been able to watch. Florida's a different team. And South Carolina was only able to only turn the ball over nine times. Right now, South Carolina makes and They'll make some tonight. They will make, I can guarantee you this, they will make some passes tonight that just leave you scratching your head. I've got to go coach my son's nine- and ten-year-old basketball team, and there's going to be some passes South Carolina makes. <laughs> that don't deserve to be on the 9- and 10-year-old basketball court tonight, where it just it, it, it's mind-boggling for a college basketball team. Um, now you factor in a team that actually is athletic and has the length to get into the passing lanes and harass the ball uh, the ball, uh, the ball handler a little bit. So Kobe Wright is a freshman, and he's learning. Jermaine Cousinard is, is the guy that they wish would play point guard, but he's not built to play point guard, and he's kind of been shoehorned into that position. South Carolina doesn't have a point guard that can handle a lot of problems. I think in times of Kobe Wright can do that. But this Arkansas team should pressure South Carolina. That doesn't bode well. South Carolina doesn't have a guy that, like I said, can create his own shot and and go in there and score. So now you're relying on jump shooting, not something that Arkansas is particularly nice at giving up right there. So what what concerns me, and I think where you look at the lines 11 and a half tonight, where you like Arkansas on that line is, Arkansas is going to be able to put up baskets. They're going to be able to get into transition. They're going to be able to create some turnovers, I believe. And then what will happen is Arkansas is just going to have too much firepower for South Carolina, uh, if, even if South Carolina is able to get hot early on. No, Bill, I want to ask you something that's kind of uh, you know off the reservation here as far as the question goes, but something we've been talking about, and I had it bothers me, and it, since you are obviously cover a lot of things with South Carolina, I'm curious about it. Shane Beamer in his first year had a great great uh, dealing with uh, South Carolina and getting them to a bowl game and obviously uh, trying to get things turned around there in Columbia. But I saw that he won the co-Steve Spurrier Award for or co-winner for the Steve Spurrier Award first-year coach with Josh Heupel. I absolutely and positively despise co-winners of anything. I think that is the dumbest thing ever. But I also understand that, uh, that sometimes you have a great job done by multiple coaches. But just what do you think of co-winner of a Steve Spurrier Award and also the job that Shane Beamer did in year one? Well, <laughs> uh, that's been last at a good bit uh, this morning. 
uh, and, and throughout the afternoon on the co-winners. Uh, Eiffel lost his bowl game. They also beat South Carolina like a drum earlier this year. I, I don't even remember the final score in Knoxville with South Carolina's worst performance of the year. Um, I, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't even know where this. I know the Football Writers Association of America gave it away. Um, I love how it's the Steve Spurrier first year first year coach of the year award. Josh Eiffel's coach. He was at Central Florida. He's not a first year coach. Take that, take that thing away from him. Shane Beamer's the first year head coach. He never coached anywhere before. Shane, it shouldn't be co-winner. Shane should have gotten it completely. That's the complete homer take on that. You, you can't have a guy who's been a head coach before and gets the first year coach of the year award. So uh, I, I don't know. I like the last part of that award is is it's presented also by what is it, Chris Doring Mortgage. You guys catch that last part of that? Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like, wait. You know, did Spurrier just decide that since since Beamer had coached under him, we'll, this year we'll come up with a Spurrier Award and we'll give it back to South Carolina and give it to Beamer since it was a bad year at Florida and Dan Bowen fired. I, I wasn't sure. Maybe maybe not an opportunity to give any wine out down there uh, in, the, in the Gator Athletic Department. But, uh, you know, as far as Shane, there, this this culture that, that Will Muschamp had created, it was bad. It, it was uh, the, the fan base was really beaten down. Um, it was a really difficult job and, and – you know, Vegas had the over-under win total of three and a half. There wasn't a lot of expectation. South Carolina did technically, uh, if you want to go by rules, started four quarterbacks this year to carry on Joyner, who was the wide receiver. It was a one-time four-star quarterback and got moved to wide receiver, took the first snap at quarterback in the bowl game and, and obviously played a good bit, went, to go, went on to go nine for nine for 160 yards and played the, the quarterback position in that game. But, Four starting quarterbacks this year. You get the seven victories. I know Florida stunk. I know Auburn was, was in a free fall there at the end. But they took advantage of it. And uh, this program needs some excitement. Uh, you already look at it. A lot of people are very fired up. But I know I've talked a lot about it here as we've come off of the bowl game. Uh, September 10th, South Carolina comes out there. And uh, with K.J. Jefferson back and, and a, a guy that y'all are familiar with, Justin Stepp, is actually a guy I grew up playing sports with around here and know very well. We communicate back and forth and he's kind of informs me a lot about the, the Razorback roster. and uh, South Carolina will open up with Georgia State but then come out to Fayetteville second week of the season. And that's going to be a monster stand because for all the excitement to go in seven and six, if South Carolina opens one and one, and one the following weekend you got the defending national champions coming to Columbia, and that's going to be a bear of a game as well. Yeah, it should be uh, really good to see. And that was actually going to be my next question about it, but you pretty much answered it, man. Yeah, you got both teams that are on the up and up with Arkansas football and South Carolina football where – just a couple of years ago, both looked dead in the water. So should be an, an exciting game coming up in football season. Bill, we really appreciate you joining us, man. Great stuff as always. Enjoy the game tonight. And uh, we'll probably be catching up with you later down the road. All right, my man? Hey, man, you got my number anytime. Glad to talk with you all. Take care out that way.